Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Crucified with Christ and it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. So we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you on tonight. We thank you that the eyes of our understanding on tonight is being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of your glory, of your inheritance in the saints. We thank you and praise you, God, for doing exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can even ask or think on tonight, according to the power that now worketh within us. For it's not by might nor by power, but it shall be by your spirit on tonight in Jesus name. Amen. We will continue our teaching. Um, The last time we were together, we were teaching on the Holy Spirit. So go ahead to St. John verse uh, chapter 14 and we're going to start there. Um, We dealt with um, the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit um, helps us um, in prayer and how he does it is in John 14, 16 through 17 reading the amplified version it says and I would ask the father and he would give you another comforter a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, welcome takes to take to his heart, because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him for the life, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. So we have a helper, we have a teacher, we have a standby, we have a comforter. His name is the Holy Spirit. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior, meaning that when we become born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live and he comes to abide on the inside of us. This is why he said that he will abide with us forever. He will be in you. So this is the Holy Spirit. This is is two ways we receive the Holy Spirit. I talked about him being in you, his indwelling presence. So the moment that you're born again, you have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Meaning that the only way you can um, be in fellowship with God is to have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. This is why Ephesians chapter 1 says that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit um, until the day of redemption. Seal mean that we cannot be contaminated by sin in our spirit. The enemy cannot touch our spirit because the Holy Spirit, he has sealed us. He is in dwelling us. That's our first experience with the Holy Spirit. So we went over how the Holy Spirit, he's a revealer of truth. 
He's only going to testify according to truth. He's not going to go outside of truth, which is the word of God. God's word is true. The Holy Spirit is not going to lie. The reason why I'm bringing the Holy Spirit in on this in prayer is because the Holy Spirit is going to bring to your remembrance the things that um, the word of God has spoken unto you. You need the word of God when you go into prayer. This is why you have an helper. This is why you have someone to walk alongside of you, the Holy Spirit, because he's going to help you. He's going to bring scriptures to your remembrance when you're praying. He's going to be uh, there teaching you. He's going to be illuminating the word, revealing the word, opening up the word unto you. We need our helper, the Holy Spirit. When we don't know um, what to uh, say or, or when we don't know what to do, we call on him. We say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. And guess what? He's supposed to help us because this is why Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, meaning that I'm going to give you another. Jesus, he was there helping the disciples when the disciples needed answers, when they didn't know what to do or how to do it, when they didn't understand things. Jesus was there to give them understanding. Now the Holy Spirit took his place. So we have to ask the Holy Spirit. I don't understand that. I need for you to reveal that to me. I need for you to make that known to me. If you have help and don't use that help, that's not his fault. And sometimes the Holy Spirit wants to help, but what do we do? We act like we know everything. We act like we don't need his help, but he's there to help us in our time of need. So we know that we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, even until what? The day of redemption. The Holy Spirit comes in and he recreates our spirit. That way God can talk to us, you know, being that our spirit has been recreated, which it has been made new. So we talked about that he is the spirit of truth. I said last Tuesday, if he's in you and he's the spirit of truth, we should not be lying to one another. Is that not true? That's right. Because Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5, what happened? When Ananias, he lied to the Holy Ghost. When Peter had asked him a question, he lied. And then Peter let him know, you ain't lying to me. You lying to the Holy Ghost. You lied to God because God, he is the spirit. It is the spirit of God that he was lying to. So if someone asks you a question and you sit there and lie, who are you lying to? You're lying to God. You're lying to the spirit of God. So we have to be open and honest. And the Holy Spirit will let you know now that wasn't right. Now you know, you know that was not right. He's going to convict you of righteousness. He's going to let you know you're now in right standing with God. It's not based on you. It's based on him who's living on the inside of you. Remember I said last Tuesday, if somebody asked you, how did this look, girl? Oh, that looked good. And no, you lying. The Holy Spirit don't lie. He's the spirit of truth. A man, how did this look? Oh, you wearing that. You know you lying. So the Holy Spirit does not do that. He's the spirit of truth. So when you remember who's on the inside of you, you're not going to sit there and lie. You're going to tell truth. You're going to bring forth truth. So we talked about him bringing forth truth. He brings things to our remembrance. And I want to take it a little bit further tonight. And I want to go over... Um, go with me to Romans eight twenty six. We're going to start there tonight. Now we, we dealt with the Holy spirit being in us. The only way 
we can be a part of the kingdom of God is by accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And then the Holy Spirit come and dwell on the inside of us. That identifies us as sons of God. The Holy Spirit is what um, identifies who we belong to. But now I want to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and why we need the baptism. It's a lot to it. I'm just doing this briefly because I'm still talking about prayer. When you get saved, you do have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That means that, you know, you're part of the kingdom. You can have fellowship with God, being that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But now you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit in order to carry out what God wants you to carry out for him. So some people think, and I got all the Holy Spirit I need. The evidence of the baptism is speaking in tongues. That's the evidence. But you, some people may not speak in tongues, but they might have a gift that they're operating in. And that's showing that the Holy Spirit is there, even though you're not speaking in tongues. But the evidence is speaking in tongues. So that's what I want to talk about tonight. Look at Romans 8.26 and I want to talk about, well, let me say this first. Some people say, well, how do I get the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Okay, this is how you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You ask. And when you ask God that you're saying, God, I, but you got to have a hunger. You got to have a thirst for it. But why have a hunger and thirst for something you don't know about? So that's what I want to talk about tonight. This is why when we taste and see how good God is, you know how you can go in the word of God and you meditate on that word and it gets so good that you just want more of it. You have a hunger and you have a thirst for more of it. When you learn about the Holy Spirit and you learn what the Holy Spirit does, that's that make you hungry. That's saying, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. So this is one part of what the Holy Spirit does for us when you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Romans eight twenty six. Also, in the same way, the Spirit helps us with our weaknesses. We do not know how to pray as we should or what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself speaks to God for us, intercedes with deep feelings, groanings that words cannot explain or that are inexpressible or that are unspoken or too deep for words. So what this verse of scripture is saying, this is Paul. I don't know about you. Sometimes you may be overwhelmed. You may be going through a situation where you feel burdened, where you feel that you can't really uh you don't know how to pray concerning that situation or concerning your son your daughter your family member or concerning your job it's just you're just so heavy you don't know how to pray what you begin to do is use your heavenly language that's those groanings that's speaking in an unknown tongue you're speaking directly to god in that tongue but the holy spirit he is the one that gives you that utterance he is the one that's speaking unto the father on your behalf interceding for you through those tongues so this is why it says he helps us with our weaknesses when we don't know how to pray for a specific situation for a specific person or whatever is going on in your life when you begin to pray out in your tongues you may not understand what you're saying but God understands let me give you the scripture on that before I go any further look at 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 
It says, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning. Because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. So when you're speaking in tongues, you speak in hidden mysteries. This is why when you go into prayer, and let's say that I'm saying, Lord, I want to pray for Sister Deborah, but I don't know how to. Lord, I don't know where to begin. I don't know what's going on in her life. So, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin to just pray in tongues. And I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is praying through me on her behalf. And he's praying what? The perfect will of God. The Holy Spirit prays the perfect will of God. He prays exactly what needs to be prayed for that person. Y'all, isn't that awesome? So see, when you're not using your tongues, when you're not using your heavenly language and you're trying to pray something out, you may not be praying the perfect will for that person. When you don't know what's going on with your husband, he cutting the food. When you don't know what's going on with your children, they cutting the food. When you don't know what's going on with nobody and they cutting the food. Holy Spirit, you know all things. So I'm just going to pray in tongues and you just keep on praying until you feel a release. You know, sometimes... Um, you can pray for 30 minutes and you get a release. You get a, a, a peace with it. But sometimes you just keep on praying. And this is what happens. I don't want to get ahead, y'all. It's so good and so important to know that when you pray in tongues, it does so much for you. And when you don't know what it does, you think it's useless. Paul put it here to let us know when you don't know how to pray as you ought. The spirit, he will intercede on your behalf with groanings. Those are those tongues. Some of us don't pray in tongues long enough. You can't do a little trinkle. You can't just wake up and thank you, Lord. No, you have to keep on praying. And I'm going to explain when you keep on praying in tongues, what happens? Y'all, it's, it's just so much that happens when we pray in tongues. But this is the first thing, but let me finish. So the Holy Spirit... He's interceding. He's praying on our behalf, right? So then it says, God can see what's, what is in people's hearts. This is verse 27, Romans 8, 27. And the one who searches hearts knows what's in the mind of the spirit. Because the spirit speaks to God, intercede, appeals for his people, his holy people, the saints, in the way God wants or in harmony with God according to God. So when the Holy Spirit is praying on our behalf, guess what? He's praying in harmony with God on what God wants for our lives. So this is why we need to pray in the Holy Spirit, not just praying for somebody just to say, I can quote word, I can quote the Bible. That don't mean a hill of beans if that person ain't going through in their finances. And here you are, send Teresa finances. She don't look right today. She probably broke, Lord. You say you're going to supply all of her needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And then, oh, thank you, Jesus. You done supplied the need. Oh, God, God done answered your prayer, girl. And that ain't even what's going on with her. And she said, ain't nothing wrong with my finances. Because that's some of your praying. <laughs> but when you say, Lord, I don't know what it is with Teresa, but I feel a burden on my heart for her. So, Lord, I'm just going to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to intercede on her behalf. Because I know I'm praying the perfect will of God. This is the next verse that go along with that. We know that in everything, God works 
or God works everything together, everything works together for the good of those who love him. They are the people he called because that was his plan according to his purpose. All three of those verses go together. You know how somebody will take that one verse and says, we know that everything worked together for the good. For those who love the Lord, right, and who are called who love the Lord. We use that one verse, but it's working together for your good because you're praying the perfect will of God. That's why it's working together for your good. So don't pull that verse out of content and speak that verse to people because that goes with speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit is interceding, praying the perfect will of God for their lives. And then we know that everything works together, right? For the good of those who love him, they are the people he called. Y'all You need to be using your heavenly language. That's when things are working together for the good because you're praying the perfect will of God. Is that not awesome? Amen. So we say that when we pray in tongues, we're speaking unto who? We're speaking unto God. And the devil can't mess with those tongues. He don't know what's being said. So he's going to get madder and madder the more you cut out English all day. He's going to have something to mess with you to stop you from praying in your holy uh, in the holy spirit one thing that i have learned y'all know the scripture that it says pray without ceasing you cannot go all day praying in english but you can go all day praying in the holy ghost that's praying without ceasing you can pray under your breath in the holy ghost when you're reading the word of god you can pray in the spirit pray in the spirit at the same time you're reading the word of god because see it's hidden mysteries It's things like like the scripture. If you read a verse of scripture and you don't understand that scripture, you can say, Holy Spirit, I don't understand. I need for you to reveal it to me. Start speaking in tongues. After you read it, start speaking in tongues and say, I need some illumination. I need some light. Quicken me according to this word. All of a sudden, he's opening up that scripture unto you. And another thing that people do is they say, God gave me some new revelation. That's a lie. Everything that's done has already been done. The only thing is it has not been revealed to you. That's why it seems new to you, but it's already done. The word is already written. So it's nothing new under the sun. So whatever God give to you, it ain't no new revelation. It's just something you didn't know at the time. So if anybody come up to you and say, we got a prophet in here. He got some new revelation that he want to share. Just say, uh-uh, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Because first of all, everything that God done is already done. It's nothing new to God. It's new to him. Because God has revealed it to him. He has opened it up to him. So be careful with false prophets that always come up with some new doctrine. It ain't no new doctrine. The word is what it is. The only way it's new is because he adding something to it that God didn't tell him to and he's taking something away. And God doesn't, he does not do that because he said, don't take nothing from my word. Don't add nothing to my word. That's why y'all, we need the Holy Spirit in prayer. We need him. We cannot do it without him. This is why Jesus' disciples followed him. They were learners of him because what they didn't know, Jesus would reveal it unto them. So they knew our helper, our teacher, our comforter. He's leaving us. What are we going to do? Jesus said, don't let sorrow fill your heart. I'm going to pray to the father. I'm going to ask the father to send you another comforter. 
And he will, okay, I talked about praying the perfect will of God. That's Romans 8, 27. The Holy Spirit, he is going to uh, pray the perfect will of God. Another thing that the Holy Spirit does, he builds you up in your most holy faith. Go to Jude 1. When you know what the Holy Ghost does, you will want to pray in the Holy Ghost all the time. Jude 1, 28, it says, is it Jude 1, 28? No, 21, 20, but ain't 28 in that scripture. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it is building you up. It is edifying you. It is strengthening you. Let's say that you're burdened about something or you're depressed about something and you just feel like you can't get through it. Start praying in the Holy Ghost. You're getting edified. You're getting strengthened. You're getting built up in your most holy faith. Also, praying in tongues keep you in the love of God. It keeps you in the love of God. You will be able to love in the midst of hate. When you begin to pray in tongues, y'all, I'm telling you, it's a whole different transformation praying in the Holy Ghost. The devil don't want you to do it because he knows the more you pay, pray in the Holy Ghost, the more revelation you're going to get, the more illumination, the more you're going to be quickened, the more the word is going to be made alive to you. When you first start out praying in the Holy Ghost, seem like you've been praying for an hour and you only pray for about five minutes. But the more you do it, it just is so much a part of you. You'll be somewhat just praying in the Holy Ghost, just praying in tongues. So this is why we have to know what we have. When you know what you have, you can begin to use what you have. And the more you use what you have, you know the benefits that you get from what you have. Just like if you start out taking a medicine. At first, you don't feel like that medicine is working. Sometimes they tell you um, an antibiotic, take it for 10 days. They tell you, you got to take the whole thing for 10 days. You can't miss nothing now. Take it for 10 days. What do some of us do? We make sure we're going to take that thing for 10 days because that's what they say. So this is what we got to do when it comes to the Holy Ghost. We want to make sure that we don't just start praying in tongues on Monday and then I see you in 30 days. No, we want to keep praying in tongues because we have benefits with praying in tongues. Remember, he's interceding on our behalf. He's praying the perfect will of God. He knows what's going on with us. Let's say you got a problem with deliverance. You know there's something going on with you, but you don't know what it is. Start praying in your heavenly language. And say, I don't know what's going on with me. I get angry for no reason. I want to slap people for no reason. I don't know where it's coming from. Who am I talking to tonight? I want to slap somebody for no reason. Don't know why. I just want to slap them. Holy Ghost, help me with that. Holy Ghost, I have a problem with lust. Where in the world is that? I need help. He's there to help us. And if we don't allow him to help us, guess what? That's our fault. But let me tell you how it works with the Holy Spirit when you're speaking in tongues. It is described in Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47 will tell you what happens. Listen at this. Afterward, he brought me again into the door of the house. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. 
For the front forefront of the house stood towards the east, and the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the other gate by the way that looked eastward, and behold, there ran out waters on the right side. Now I want to get to this part. Verse 3, and when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. When you begin to speak in tongues, first of all, there was a little trickle. It began to go to them ankles, y'all. It's just at the ankles. When you keep speaking in tongues, the water's going to go to the knee. It's getting to the knee. And then when you keep speaking, it says, again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters were to the loins. After he measured a thousand, it was a river. Remember, it went from the ankles to the loins, and now it's a river, right? That I could not pass over, for the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees, on the one side and on the other. Then he said unto me, These waters issued out towards the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the water shall be healed. Now this is what happens when you pray in tongues. I want y'all to catch it. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the river shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live, whether the river come. There was a dead sea. But when that river hit that dead sea, everything that was dead came to life. Whatever's going on inside your body, I want y'all to hear this. The tongues will heal it, even when you don't know nothing about it. But it got to be more than a little trinkle. It got to be more than just at your ankle. This is why, go with me to John, the seventh chapter. St. John, the seventh chapter. And we're going to hear what 738, what Jesus said, how the Holy Spirit is. Verse 38. He that believe on me, as the scriptures has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. When you pray in in tongues, you have rivers of living water on the inside of you that's going in any direction that the Lord wanted to go in. You praying for nations and don't even know it. This is why the enemy don't want you to pray. The more you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're receiving healing in your body. The more you pray in the Holy Ghost, your immune system is being built up. Why? Because it's the spirit of the living God that's activated on the inside of you. So whatever is coming at you can't come at you. It dies. That's why he said everything that that water went through was healed. See, it was a dead sea. These things were dying out there. But when the rivers of living water came, they came to life. You have rivers of living water on the inside of you. The enemy don't want you to use it. He don't want you to use your heavenly language because he knows it's going to bring life. I don't know about you, but when I be speaking in tongues, oh, y'all, I feel so good. Even when the time of trouble, I'm feeling good. 
because I'm speaking in tongues. Even though I know there's a storm, I'm feeling good. I feel the peace of God, even though things are coming at me because the rivers of living water is bringing life to me. It's bringing a refreshing. It's building me up. It's edifying me. This is why we don't take tongues lightly. And we do it in decency and in order. Tongues is between you and God. Tongues is in, in your, it's in, really in your private time. If you come and see, I'm teaching on tongues. Somebody need to know. It's in your private time. But if you come in a church and you got a house full of people speaking in tongues, you're going to say them people is crazy. But if you got people interpreting those tongues, it's going to edify the listener. But if you don't have nobody interpreting that tongue, it ain't edifying them. It's not building them up. That's why Paul says that, well, first Paul said, I speak more in tongues than you all because he knew the benefit for it. But he showed how when we get in a public place, we don't all just go in tongues, not lest there's somebody to interpret. But tonight I'm talking about praying in tongues. That's part of prayer. So when you don't know, just begin to pray in your heavenly language. If you only have like one syllable, that one syllable can mean many things. So don't copycat somebody else's tongues because their tongues may be stronger and they may be louder. Don't even look at that. Just begin to speak in faith knowing, God, you said this is what happens when I speak in tongues. So I'm obeying what the word has to say and not going on how I feel. After you finish, say, Lord, if there's something that I need to speak forth in English, Father, I need interpretation of that tongue. And he'll bring it to you. So the more you speak in tongues, it's going to build you up. It's going to edify you. It's going to be like a river that's flowing all over the place. You may be praying for somebody in Africa and don't even know it. That's why it's rivers of living water. They're gushing out of you. And then sometime you'll wake up and you just be speaking in tongues and you don't know why. Then you find out later that somebody is saying, this happened to me at this time, but thank God it didn't happen. Because God will have you praying. So use your heavenly language. Use what God has given you because everything that he give us is for the good. If you're trying to get over something in your life, like an addiction or something that, you know, you've been crying out to God for, begin to speak in tongues and let the Holy Spirit intercede on your behalf. So understand this too. I'm going to back up a little bit. Dealing with the Holy Spirit, now that we have him in our lives, do y'all know we are in right standing with God because of our recreated spirit, right? We have been made righteous. I want to say this. If you mess up, you can still approach God. Some people think because they messed up, they got to pray their way through. You don't. You can still go through the, to the throne because Jesus made the way for you. You didn't make the way. God ain't seeing you. He's seeing the spirit that's in you. A spirit that has made you righteous because of his son, not because of you. And that's where we miss it when it comes to prayer. We trying to walk around. We trying to talk it out. We trying to work it out. We trying to repent it out. We trying to do all that. And the only thing we got to do is go to the father and say, I have messed up, but that ain't stopping me from getting to you because I'm coming to you in Jesus name and not in mine. But that don't make you keep messing up. 
Because the more you get to know him and the more you get to know the word, you ain't going to want to do the same things no more. When you're truly born again, y'all, you don't want to do what you used to do. You don't want to listen to the things you used to listen to. Why? Because you got the spirit of God in you. Because if you're listening to stuff that's outside of what God's word says, the Holy Spirit is there to convict you of that. You will turn it off and say, why am I listening to that mess? I don't want God um, listening to this foolishness. Your heart changes for the good. Everything you used to do, you don't want to do it no more. And I'll tell you this. When you have truly accepted Jesus and you begin to pray in your heavenly language, you begin to spend time in the word of God, the time you used to spend with everybody you shouldn't have been with, you don't want to do that no more. You just want to live that life that Jesus intends for you to live through him. Amen. So I I went over a little bit, but we're going to do a whole new series on the Holy Spirit. But I want to let you know how the Holy Spirit can help you in prayer. You have to call on him and say you need him and you need his help. He's there to lead you, guide you, instruct you, to teach you. He's there to bring the word back to your remembrance. Y'all, we have an helper. We have somebody that he can carry the burden for us. When we begin to pray in tongues, y'all, use your heavenly language more. Use it more. The more you use it, the freer you get. The more liberated you feel. This is why he gave us the baptism. The baptism come upon you for service. The Holy Spirit, he indwells you to identify that you are part of the kingdom of God. But when the Holy Spirit come upon, it, he's, he's uh, pouring out his power for you to do a work on the behalf of God. You get the gifts of the Spirit through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You get the fruit of the Spirit through the indwelling part of the Holy Spirit. So see some people say. I don't need all that. Yes you do. If you're going to be an effectual witness for Jesus Christ. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I pray that this has helped someone. Um, with what I have taught on the Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to go um, any further. Because if I go any further. We're going to start teaching on the Holy Spirit even the more. It's just so good y'all. Use your tongues. And if you're not sure that you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit on tonight um, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you can come up. Only thing you got to do is ask for it. And as you ask Jesus, he is the baptizer. Amen. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. If the tongues don't come forth tonight, but you feel as if I have um, asked him for it, and I believe that I have it in your long time, when you open your mouth, he will give you the spirit of utterance, but you got to use your tongue. And then you'll have words. It's an unknown language that you know nobody didn't give you. Some of us might speak in Japanese or Whatever else, we might be praying for somebody in that language or somebody may be in here that um, speaks Spanish and we never spoke Spanish before. And then the Holy Spirit used your tongue to speak to them in Spanish and you never spoke it before. And they're saying they're praising God through my language. So that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. They were all speaking in tongues, but they were speaking in different dialects and they knew how they must be drunk. Yet they were drunk in the Holy Ghost. So these, this is what we need to do what God would have us to do on earth. So if there's anyone in this room today 
that do not have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, now is your time. Everybody good? Amen. We give God glory. Do we have anything before we dismiss? I ain't going to do past the mic tonight. Do we have anything? Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.